0: Hello, this is Sandra Lee and I am doing the first of the Tuning Up to Thrive Conversations. I was excited to have this series. With me today, I have a wonderful guest, April Navoa. I have interviewed her previously about her near-death experience and it was an amazing conversation. So I encourage you if you haven't done so, to go and watch that as well. Today, we wanna to talk about like, where are we going? new earth and how can we make empowered choices with the things that are going on in the world because right now there's a lot of crazy stuff happening Mm -hmm. just to be honest about the reality and i sometimes feel kind of out of control when it comes to where we're going and i don't like that Mm -hmm. i want to feel empowered again to make choices to go places where we all feel good and we want the things to happen that are positive, that are evolutionary in a positive direction. And
1: April has a lot of thoughts to share about that. Well, thank you, Sandra, so much for having me today. I'm honored to be here with you as always. And I appreciate you. I appreciate how much of an encouragement you are to everybody and and uh, just all that you do. Uh, I really do. And hello, everybody. My name is April Navoa. I'm a human design specialist and a gene case guide. Uh, and uh, like Sandra said, talked to her about my NDE. pretty fresh after all that happened, I guess, probably almost a year ago now, maybe longer. I, I can't remember the date exactly. Um, but I want to read this quote by Dr. Glenn Patrick Doyle, Uh, We are not ourselves when we're triggered. We become who we uh, think we need to be to survive. And when we're constantly being triggered, our identity can uh, start to slip away because our personality and values are constantly getting hijacked by fight or flight reflexes. And I open with that because I think uh, in order to go forward and to become empowered uh, in bringing this new earth uh, online, and we're all co-creators of that, we need to acknowledge Uh, And feel validated and feel what we've experienced and not to stay there, but uh, I think we have a tendency sometimes to skip over things, uh, you know, and not process them and they don't go anywhere uh, when we do that. So we need to work with them, we need to accept uh, what has happened, we need to allow those things to come up for us and we need to embrace those wounded parts of ourselves. So um, we aren't ourselves when we're triggered. And I think most people could say that they have felt kind of triggered in the last three years, right? Uh, We have endured sustained collective stress and in many cases, trauma uh, for the last three years via our media, our government, and in some cases from one another because triggered people trigger people, stress people, stress people, traumatized people, traumatize other people. Uh, so this has gone on and our world is in need of healing right now. And uh, in order to do that, we have to, we have to go in. They're, the only way out is through. Um, so in my opinion, on a side note, I believe that much of this is due to the global transits that are happening. Uh, you know, the fact that we're passing in uh, from one epoch to a new world, to a new earth. And uh, as Richard Rudd would say, uh, the great change is about to occur. And it's a really positive thing. Um, What's positive about it? I believe we're moving into a time of interconnectedness um, like we have never seen before, uh, where we are, we take others as ourselves. We truly love one another. Um, I think that we are moving into a time of uh, personal sovereignty and individuation. Uh, so much of it, in my opinion, has a great deal to do with the upcoming shift into a new epoch. Uh, any birth requires a labor and whether or not you've ever experienced that, uh, you have given birth to things in your life, whether that's, you know, your business or relationships or, uh, creative pursuits. So, you know, that it's, um, it's part and parcel to the process to have times of, uh, you know, difficulty. And I think that's what we've been through. So uh, what is coming up, in my opinion, uh, based on what I've been kind of intuiting and also, uh, you know, picking up from other uh, very respected uh, people is this interconnectedness, uh, a personal sovereignty, you know, respect, respect. For one another, love and respect for one another, and individuation. But we still have a little ways to go before we get there. So I want to talk about uh, empowerment, because um, we, in order to become empowered, which is the goal, uh, we need to um, access where we are, take inventory. Uh, when I worked in the medical field, we called this triage. So we would uh, choose who got it was seen first, if there was, um, you know, a major emergency and there was a lot of injured or ill, we would triage meaning what needs attention first. So when you take inventory of your own life, um, you know, you have to spend some time kind of taking stock and, in finding out what, what parts of you need the most attention, uh, first, you know, stop the bleeding. And then we can go a little bit deeper. So, um, this is so that we can heal, recover, and then not just heal and recover, but navigate what's ahead for us. So to bypass this important work at this time um, has the potential to add to whatever injuries we might have sustained, and we don't want that. So we need to, we need to do this healing work. So if you find uh, that difficulties um, that you have, you've suffered some difficulties, like most of us have in the last three years, and they've impacted you in a negative way, you are in need of healing, restoration, and a strategy to navigate the coming waves. John Cabot then um, said, and I quote, "'You cannot stop the waves, but you can learn to surf.'" So let's learn to surf. Sandra, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. So learning to surf, um, because, you know, you, nature is nature. We don't need to fight her, but we do need to work with her. So how, how can we surf, uh, these upcoming changes? Uh, I've kind of broken it down into two categories, but some of them are a little, uh, interchangeable, uh, one being spiritual and spiritual and mental. I kind of combine those and then the physical, um, it's really important to say that there's not a one size fits all. That uh, one mode of healing might be really powerful for one person, but it just doesn't work um, for the other person. So what I would really encourage people to do as they they, they heal, they become restored and they navigate what's ahead is to find your sweet spot. Uh, Don't limit yourself, like for example, meditation. That's a very good example. I tell people, Oh, you should meditate. It's, it's wonderful. It's very healing. But so for some people that's really hard. So they might need to look at another modality or they might need to take off the expectations around that. When I first started meditating, I could only meditate for about five minutes and I was, and it was just so difficult. Um, But I, what I learned from a teacher was to think of my hand and feel every finger And eventually I did that with my entire body. And that kind of helped my brain to, you know, slow down the chatter so that I could learn to be quiet. And so find what works for you. There's not a one size fits all. And then don't make it something that has to be perfect. Because some days it's just not gonna be perfect, right? Some days are yeah, sorry.
0: I'm somebody who definitely does the have to be perfect thing mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. No, it, it's almost counterintuitive, isn't it? Yeah. And it keep, keeps me stuck and feeling unhappy and like it's never good enough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're both human design people. Yes. And the whole perfectionism and being in control thing is the strongest energy in my human design chart. Wow. So recognizing that I came here to have these experiences mm-hmm. and learn these lessons helps me. Yes. Helps me to understand, oh, this isn't just me doing right. my thing.
1: There's yeah. actually a point to it. Exactly, exactly. And even, even the mistakes have information. You know, even what we think are mistakes have information. They're not actually mistakes. They're, they're data. It's how we learn. Oh, I tried, you know, that guided meditation and, you know, that definitely didn't work. You know, I tried the loving kindness one. I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate with that. Too many words. I tried, you know, sitting bowls. Oh, that works. Like, so you have to play with it and then really give yourself a break when something uh, doesn't work uh, that day because we just have days, right? I have a defined will. I think we almost have the same design. We have a very similar design. I'm a three, five with a divine will manifestor. So uh, I know all about the control and wanting to um, have perfect, per- everything perfect. And then the frustration that you feel when it doesn't happen and then just kind of wanting to toss it. But, you know, that's information like, okay, maybe there's a different way to do this, or maybe it's not for me and I need to try something else. So um not one size doesn't fit all all. Some days are not gonna be what you'd like them to be. Uh, sometimes it's two steps forward, two steps back, one step back, three steps back. That's okay. You know, we get up the next day and we we do it again. Um, so under the spiritual mental category, first, I, self-love, do you love yourself? You know, and what does that mean? Does that mean that, Uh, you say no to certain commitments. Does that mean that you get more rest uh, that you put that thing down and go to sleep? Um, Does that mean that you nourish yourself with really good food? Does that mean that you uh, hang out in nature or, or sit and pet your dog? You know, what does that mean to you? What makes you feel loved? That's, that's very, very important. Inner child work. What kind of parent are you to yourself? You know, like if, if a four-year-old, you know, uh, spilled his milk, you know, would you be angry at him? Can you regard yourself as that child that, oh, I, I made a mistake, but I still love you and it's okay? And you know, we're we'll clean it up and we'll go forward. And you're not a bad kid because this happened. So, you know, really doing the inner child work of reparenting ourselves because a lot of us didn't grow up in situations where We felt, you know, nurtured and loved, Uh, not because our parents didn't love us. Maybe they just didn't have the skills to know how to do it because they couldn't do it for themselves. Right. So that's the inner child work. And then we
0: internalize. Yes. Those um, ways of being, those belief systems, those shoulds. Yes. And that's that's where it has the biggest impact. That's right. I continue to repeat that old pattern.
1: Yeah, we shouldn't be shooting on ourselves. (laughs) And we shouldn't shoot on other people. uh, Because we're all just doing the best we can. And sometimes our best isn't, isn't the same as our best was yesterday, or tomorrow. And that's okay. Uh, Shadow work, which is my work, I I do a lot of that with my clients. And that's really about, it's very similar to inner child work, and that you see the parts of yourself that Maybe you've rejected and you don't like too much, um, but you you learn to love and accept them and allow them, and embrace them. And then what do they do? They start to transmute into higher expressions. You know, it's it to hate on yourself and hate on those wounded parts, or or reject parts of yourself only makes them want to scream louder, like a little child. You know, you ever notice if they want a cookie and you don't listen? the volume goes up, right? And that's what happens with our shadows. Uh, They start to express um, in ways that are not productive and are not skillful in our lives and and really trip us up. But if we can really embrace them, uh, we can find the gift within the shadow. So that's shadow work. Another work uh, I would mention is soul retrieval, which I do not personally do, but there are shamanic practices where this is done. The idea being that when you had trauma or wounding, there was a certain kind of disassociation that occurred, and that there's parts of us that are just not fully integrated. And uh, that is not my specialty, but there are people that do that work beautifully. Solitude, which is really my chosen way to heal, Um, and and that gets sometimes that's not for other people. Some people they really need to be in community to heal. I'm one of these people that needs time away to in space to really uh, hear my own voice and integrate and feel my own energy and, and work with it uh, in solitude and introspection, you know, like really practicing inquiry around what's going on with you today, April, you know, why are you feeling so tense right now? What's going on, you know, journaling about it and just kind of exploring uh, where that might be coming from media fast. Not real popular with a lot of people Uh, because we are, you know, kind of addicted to our media. We have social media now, which, you know, you and I didn't have when we were growing up. You know, the news was like, I didn't know the news till five o'clock in the afternoon here in the States. And I didn't want to know most of the time because I was a kid. But, you know, I just lived in this kind of blissful space, unaware of what was going on in the world twenty four seven. Now we have access to tons of information and some of it's not real accurate. Some of it is kind of uh, meant to kind of sway us and help us to form opinions that maybe we wouldn't necessarily have, uh, but it can be kind of overwhelming uh, in the form of social media uh, and the news. So one of the things I recommend uh, to people is pick a day during the week to just black out. Like turn it all off, you know, spend time in nature with family, with friends, cooking, dancing in your kitchen, you know, petting your dog, you know, do something enjoyable and just put the world on a shelf for a day. It will not end. You know, I'm fairly certain that tomorrow when you wake up, it'll all be there again. I personally take off the month of November from social media. It's called no social media, November, or it's a digital detox. And I I try to stay away from all of it as much as possible. And you know, one of the things I find when I do that, I have time. I I have an unbelievable amount of time. It's incredible. So if you want to, to have more time, uh, you know, consider taking at least a day off, or if you really want to dump, jump into the deep end of the pool You know, opt for an entire month and see what happens. Just, just unplug for a bit, you know, and, and it is, you will go through a little bit of withdrawal. Uh, My friend and I did it together and she said, my thumb keeps moving towards Instagram. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I said, me too, I accidentally, you know, hit it a few times. We, we did it together. Uh, So there is an addictive quality to it. um, And it does, at the end of that month though, it feels really good. But in the beginning, it can be a little bit of a struggle. Uh, But I highly recommend, you know, just picking a day once a week to just, you know, shut it all off, unplug, you know, Um, it's a beautiful thing to do. And we talked about, I'm sorry, go ahead. I think that what we're talking about is
0: um, redefining what's normal. Yes, yes. And, you know, changing something like my social media intake is a huge change in what's normal and thinking about you know how I condition myself yes the more frequently I have something in my life yes that may or may not be beneficial or healthy or you know good for how I think Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's conditioning it is conditioning 100% when when I do something over and over again that's normal and being able to consciously and intentionally choose. So the example you're using is of social
1: media, Mm -hmm. but it could really be anything. It can be anything. It's about breaking patterns Uh, because you can't, you cannot affect change. You can't in your life unless you're willing to break some patterns. And that is how we get out of the so-called matrix or the conditioning is we break the pattern and that's hard at first, but it's necessary if you want to, like if you, if you want to get healthier and you decide, all right, I'm giving up sugar, right? Um, that's gonna be uncomfortable at first, you know? If you decide that you wanna start an exercise program, that's gonna be uncomfortable at first. So change and breaking patterns is not comfortable initially, but it's very liberating if you can stick with it. So one day a week is not a lot and might be a good thing for some people to consider. Maybe not for others, and that's fine. Let's look at this from
0: the perspective of the chaos going in the world right now. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So we've also been conditioned on how to think, how to behave, how to speak, or Mm -hmm. not do, be, speak. Right, right. That's one of the things that I kind of wanted to address today. Mm -hmm. Noticing, oh, I'm following this same old pattern Mm
1: -hmm. that has
0: become normal for me. Is this what is right for me? Yes. Is this what I really want? Is this what furthers, creates what I want to have happen in the world? And looking at both human design and the gene keys, Mm -hmm. they both, you know, help guide us in these areas.
1: Yes, they do. Very much so. Very much so. Um, You know, you and I were talking about, uh, you know, uh, openness, you know, or definition. I have an open root. And one of the things that does to me uh, is, you know, I can't rest until I accomplish whatever it is I think I need to accomplish. So it's been a practice to just, stop, you know, and my mind will immediately go to work on that, but wait, you have this and this and this to do. And I have to kind of just like watch it and allow it to come, you know, and not give in to that temptation of getting up and doing the thing when I should be resting. So wherever we have openness in our human design chart, we will have uh, challenges uh, with conditioning and a lot of those patterns are formed uh, from that conditioning. And that is absolute, and, you know, and then going to gene keys, you know, there's, we can get in the shadow and, you know, the fear part of that, you know, oh no, if I don't get that done right now, you know, so there's that, right. Um, You know, but the higher expression is let's break the pattern. Let's pivot. Let's make another choice here uh, that is skillful and more healthy, Uh, may not be comfortable, um, but You know, it is how we decondition and it's how we become more in alignment with who we are. And so, you know, as we navigate what has happened and we try to heal, breaking patterns can be a very good uh, practice in in areas in our life that have kept us stagnant and stuck. Um, And as we navigate the future, same thing, you know, a lot of these practices can be used to help you heal and to restore, be restored, but they they can also be used in navigating what's ahead. And so mindfulness, meditation, those are the others we kind of discussed already. Connecting with your spirit guides. You have, you know, forces on your side, you know, you can tap into that as well. You have the small still voice within you that can give you guidance, you know, um, grounding, you know, I do this in the morning. I take my dog out to use the bathroom and he's very slow. And But one of the opportunities that it gives me is to stick my feet on the mossy ground. We have an area of our yard that is covered with moss and it feels like carpet. And I put my feet on that moss and I just stand there and I take in the earth's energy. And that, that's become a morning practice. So what irritated me before his slowness is now a wonderful thing because I stand out there on the moss and just feel the energy of the earth uh, spending time in nature, you know, going up and touching a tree, um, creative pursuits. You know, if you're a writer or a painter or you like to cook or, um, whatever it act, you know, I don't know, like whatever that is dancing, uh, whatever it is you do, uh, you know, when you're doing that, you can exit the, the, you know, the busy brain and it can help you heal, um, and of course, biofield tuning. You know, um, I, I practice that with, uh, you know, I, I have a, a set and I will practice it with myself and clients at times. And um, that is very powerful. That can really change uh, how we feel. It can heal our DNA. And you're more of an expert in that than I am, Sandra. But there's a lot of healing found in sound. Uh, sometimes I'll put on music that is uh, toned to, uh, you know, binaural beats you know uh, because it kind of brings a calm to me music is fabulous it activates a part of our brain that helps us to heal and it actually i i think it hits both hemispheres so um, you know it kind of improves neuroplasticity so especially if you listen to music that came out when you were young uh, that actually activates old neural pathways you know so so that's kind of fun um, physical, so the body, we can't leave it out because trauma is stored in the body. You know, we can't, we can't just think we can do the spiritual and mental work and not do anything for our body. So exercise is great and it doesn't have to be, you know, cycling or, you know, or some sort of like CrossFit, you know, it doesn't have to be intense. It can just be taking a walk in your neighborhood or on the trails or, um, There's something, another, another thing I want to mention called TRE, which was really helpful in, uh, my healing from uh, trauma, which is tension release exercises and you activate certain muscles in the body that cause a tremoring and that, and that, you know, trauma or stress that's held in the body gets an opportunity to be released physically, uh, body work, you know, you and I both, you know, have, have done that. Uh, so, you know, myofascial release, um, any kind of somatic practice, yoga, breath work is powerful, rhythm, rhythmic movement movements, like ecstatic dance. I will oftentimes while I'm in my kitchen by myself, you know, have the music on and just be dancing. And I I don't burn myself. Don't worry. But I like to, to do that. Um, And then of course, nutrition, you know, it's important to feed ourselves good, healthy, wholesome food. So, so those are some of my suggestions. Uh, to be able to heal and restore, and then also to navigate what's ahead. You know, I really, really, uh, you know, suggest that people employ some of these practices, find what works for you, what feels good, what's aligned. Don't try to uh, do it exactly how someone else does it. You have your own way and that's okay. Um, And, you know, put it into practice so you can break those patterns. Because I think. You know, back to that quote, we are not ourselves when we are triggered. We become who we think we need to be to survive. So we need to get back to ourselves. Return. What
0: What comes to my mind when we talk about this is this enables me to reclaim power. Yes. Yes. Whatever it is that's going on, if it makes me feel afraid or hopeless, well, then I've lost power. That's right. And Being able to maintain my center, maintain myself, because Mm -hmm. I've done the work, because it is work,
1: Mm -hmm. of
0: cultivating this place that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. gives me the ability to respond in a more resilient way, um, where I I still have power. That's right. And I have the ability to, in the moment when something that is undesirable is happening... Mm-hmm. I can actually be present mm-hmm. and able to make decisions and choices that help me be able to deal with the situation yes. in a way that, um, you know, that works. Because That's right. the reality of life is that things are going to happen that I don't want to have happen.
1: That's right. That's
0: reality. So because I have cultivated this getting back to my sense of self, whatever the situation is, that's familiar enough, that mm-hmm. I can go there when I need to.
1: Yes, you know, interestingly, uh, Dr. David berskelli's work on TRE, when the reason, the way he discovered it is he served uh, in a caretaking role in war-torn countries. And one of the things he noticed about the local people is that when there was something tragic or difficult that occurred, they would cry, they would shake, they would well, and they would do it then. Okay. And if you look at an animal, they do the same thing. You know, if a dog goes, you know, my, my dog's terrified of the mailbox. (laughs) If he sees it get closed, he, um, he will get really upset, but he does it right when it happens. Whereas in the Western world, we're really taught to kind of stuff it down. And, you know, I'm going to put that on the shelf and I'll deal with that later. And what happens when we do that is it stores in the body. And so at processing trauma, processing stress, uh, you know, really feeling those feelings all the way through, uh, you know, is a powerful, powerful thing to do because that equips you to go forward and, and being totally present with it. You're going to have to be present with it at some point, you know, so why not when it happens, you know, And I had a real tendency to do that. I worked 13 years in an emergency room and it just simply was not very professional to break down crying every time we lost a patient or when something went wrong. And so I learned to put off my grief and my fear and all those emotions. And, you know, unfortunately that resulted in burnout and I was faced with feeling it, but I had to feel a lot of it because it had really stored up. So highly recommend that we learn as we traverse this change, these changes that are occurring, uh, learning to be with the emotions as they occur as much as possible. And I know that's not an easy thing because, you know, you can't be in the grocery store and break down, you know, (laughs) you know, we have to live life, but try to create some sort of a safe container for yourself. If I have
0: been as much as possible current with, how I feel and experiencing whatever it is that's going on, it's not going to build up. Right. So I'm not going to have the, the dramatic breakdown in the grocery store. Yes. Because I don't have this build buildup yes. of unresolved stuff yes. that I have to deal with. Yes. And when, you know, thinking about marriages, for example, relationships where mm-hmm. they don't deal with what's happening now, Mm -hmm. This person stuffs it, that person stuffs it, and they get this big, huge pile of unresolved gunk. And then when it does come out, it's like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And it's so much easier to deal with it in the moment. Yes. When it's small.
1: Exactly. And I think you
0: agree with me that everything that has ever happened is stored
1: Mm -hmm. in my body. Yes.
0: In my energy field. Yes. I believe in my emotional being, my mental and spiritual being.
1: Mm-hmm. Those
0: all store everything. Yes. Everything.
1: Everything. That
0: is yeah. So if I go in and consciously clean that stuff out, mm-hmm. which is what April's talking about, you know, spending time. What is it that's upset me so much? What is it I have going on? Oh, that right. puts me back so I feel like I was three. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm going to take care of that old stuff mm-hmm. that's in my energy field in my body, and yes. when I take this stuff and I store it in my body year after year after year, that's what leads to symptoms.
1: That's right. That's, that's right. That's what
0: leads to disease. Exactly. So if I spend my adult life consciously like taking that stuff out of there, yes, so much more freedom becomes available. Yes. And less illness.
1: Yes. And that's surfing. You know, the other is getting overtaken by the wave, you know. And, you know, uh, a skilled sailor never became skilled by smooth seas. And, and you know, in this world, we have bumpy, we have a bumpy ride. You know, Dolores Cannon calls this a gangster planet. You know, we come here because we have a lot to learn, you know. And it's that contrast, those difficulties, those hardships that, our teachers for us. And I would like to pretend like those things aren't there, but they are. But that doesn't mean I can't have joy and peace and prosperity and abundance. And I, it doesn't mean that I can't have all the wonderful things that life has to offer, but I do have to learn how to surf. I do have, I do need to do that for myself. And that means, you know, moving with what occurs, you know, rather than resisting it, feeling it to, It's the degree it needs to be felt, not judging yourself, not judging other people, you know, parenting yourself like that little child. Oh, look, you know, you're feeling kind of tired. You need a nap. And it's, you know, it's okay that you're crying. Like, it's okay. You know, it was a lot today. I understand. You know, we can do that. We can do that for small children, but we somehow forget to do it for ourselves. And we don't, we need to do it for ourselves and we need to do it for one another you and I pay attention to
0: these things on a daily basis, on a minute to minute basis.
1: Yes.
0: As a massage therapist and now biofilm tuning and human design practitioner for a while, I find that still there are adults when I ask them how they feel Mm -hmm. or I ask them what they want, Mm -hmm. they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So there are still people who don't pay any attention to this stuff at all right wherever you are who's whoever's listening watching this you start where you are Mm -hmm. and I tell people when I'm working with them I ask them how they feel and they don't know yeah and I say by me asking you and you paying attention you start developing it right by asking yourself the question and expecting yourself to come up with an answer Mm-hmm. Not that it's necessarily the right answer, but right. come up with an answer. You start to know how you feel. Yes. And I think about, why is it that we get to this point where we don't know how mm-hmm. we feel?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I believe that it starts when we're young children
1: mm-hmm.
0: not allowed.
1: To yes, don't feel cry or
0: express how we feel.
1: Yes. I, I, do you remember hearing when you were a kid, don't cry or I'll give you something to cry about? You know, I mean, yeah, it was, you know, and that was kind of like definitely in our generation and probably others, you know, where it's just not socially acceptable for you to have emotions. You know, we're born with the capacity to feel. But, you know, it gets shut down between here and there. And uh, I certainly can understand that, you know, it it used to take me when I lost loved ones a year to grieve, a year to feel that, you know, Uh, because I was so trained and so conditioned as we've talked about before, just to shut it down, shut it down, you know, and after a while you just become numb and you can't get in touch with it or it's difficult to so inquiry, like you said, you know, asking yourself, what is it I, I really want? What is it I'm feeling? And it doesn't have to be like, I want to be Picasso. It can be, I, I would like a banana right now. You know, start small, you know, like I would like to go sit on the porch. I would like to, you know, have a kombucha. You know, I mean, it, it can be small things, learning how to get back in touch with your wanter, <laughs> that part of yourself that knows what it wants in your feeler you know, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling tired. And I feel like I, I don't want to be social. That's okay. You know, own that. Don't don't push yourself to be or do something other than who you are. Start small.
0: I like the term you use. It's surfing. Mm -hmm. So taking whatever it is that's going on,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and work with that be conscious of it. Yes. And, you know, thinking about the stress is going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes surfing is oh, that doesn't feel good.
1: Oh, yeah. And it
0: helps me know where do I want to put my attention.
1: Right. Right.
0: Oh, maybe this is a good time to disconnect yes. from the media, the television, whatever, mm-hmm. because it's creating stress over here. Yes. And I don't want that.
1: Yeah, paying attention to those internal signals you know, can you feel it in your body? Can you pay attention to, you know, all of a sudden I have tension in my neck and, you know, there's news running in the background, like it's not feeling good, you know, maybe flip that off, turn it off. Or I witnessed someone having an argument on social media, you know, and I can feel my legs, I can feel my legs tense up, you know, like, so paying attention to the body, the body is an amazing communicator. And when it starts to to tense up or to, to grow fatigued, or you feel a sense of irritation, like that's your body's trying to tell you, look, that, that needs to be moved away from, you know, that's a, that's a a warning light on the dash of your vehicle. Something is, is not aligned here. And if we can start to pay attention to that and really honor that, then we don't find ourselves, you know, totally burned out, disconnected, you know, traumatized, Uh, you know, the the three, the three states of of, uh, trauma, fight, flight, and fawn. And people don't mention the fawn part, that's an important part. That's when you just kind of go numb. You know, if you ever happen to run upon upon a fawn in nature, that hasn't gotten its sea legs quite yet, and it's really a baby, it's young, you will notice they won't run from you, they'll just kind of sit there frozen. You know, and I feel like a lot of us are in that, that space. Some of us have been fighting, some of us have been running and some of us have been fawning, you know, and that's what you're talking about when we don't know what we're feeling um, and we don't know what we want. That's the fawn. It's just kind of like stuck, you know, it doesn't know what to do. It senses danger, but it just can't really even, you know, conceptualize that. So we have to get back in touch with our bodies. And a lot of these suggestions we've been talking about can help you to do that. It has to be unique to you. It has to be a good fit for you, but you can feel this in your body. You can feel it. Uh, So learn to just observe that because the body will, will speak to you. Yeah.
0: This has been wonderful.
1: It has. I love this. This has been so on my heart for a while. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to to share this. And I hope it's helpful uh, to whoever comes across it. And thanks for tuning in, everybody.
0: Yeah. So, you know, just what comes to mind to say is be conscious and mm-hmm. choose where I want to be. Yes. Again, moment to moment. it's It's surfing the wave. Yes. And that enables me to be most able to respond to whatever the situation is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's empowering to me.
1: Absolutely. To
0: have that control over my my thought processes and my emotional state.
1: Yes. Lovely. Yes. Yes. I love it. Exactly.
0: Well, thank you everybody for watching. It's Mm -hmm. been wonderful spending this time with April and we may do it again.
1: Yay. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you so much, Sandra, for having me on.